Large of it from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from Thursday, the 20th of January, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Sockard Velo. See what the officials are up to on Friday, the 14th, an interview with the Central Elections Commission, or as it's called in English, CEC, or in Georgian, SESCA. Candidates were held. Following day, on Saturday, the 15th, the Competition Commission submitted the candidates to President Salome Zudabashvili, Tengiz Tebzadze, Georgi Kalandarishvili, and Tamaz Poladishvili were chosen as candidates for the chairman. Now, the president has seven days to make the decision and present the final list to Parliament. U.S. Ambassador to Georgia, Kelly Degnan, stated that the selection of the CEC chair and its members should be transparent and fair. Despite calls from civil society organizations to veto the parliament's decision to dissolve the state inspector's office on Thursday the 13th, President Zudabash really signed the amendments into law to dissolve the agency. International organizations, including the United Nations, expressed their concerns about the parliament's decision, as they claim it was made out of the blue. There was no consultation. They also said the government did not provide any reason either. Commenting on this as well, Ambassador Degnan said, if the state inspector and her staff are getting fired, an explanation should be given. On Tuesday the 18th, the National Movement, or Natsebi, established a new secretariat. The party will have 13 secretaries, according to the new general secretary, Petri Sitskarishvili. The Natsebi are implementing these changes to improve the management of the party. You may remember from last week, on Monday the 10th, party appointed Koba Nakopia, chair of the political council, and Nika Melia was demoted to be head of Tbilisi Regional Branch. Not clear yet how these new efforts will relate to or replace the political council. Let's talk a bit about Misha. On Wednesday the 19th, Nina Lomjadia and the medical team presented the final medical report on Misha's health condition. As you know, public defender Nina Lomjadia set up a group of medical experts in November last year to monitor Misha's health. One of the doctors on the team said that Saakashvili needs some psychological and physical treatment, which means that the team's recommendations have not yet been implemented. Monday the 17th, Foreign Minister David Zalikiani held meetings with NATO ambassadors in Brussels, according to Zalikiani. Ambassadors back to Bucharest summit decision on Georgia becoming a NATO member. On the same day, U.S. Ambassador to Georgia Carl Hartzell said that the European Union supports Georgia's sovereignty and territorial integrity as well as its right to choose with whom to cooperate. The following day, U.S. State Department issued a statement which read that, quote, Ukraine, Georgia, and other states in Europe have the right to choose the best future for their people, end quote. According to the statement, during the last decades, Russia has invaded three neighboring countries, Georgia, Ukraine, and Moldova. On to COVID-related news, more than one million people are infected. The average daily Confirmed cases of the virus remain over 7,000. On Friday the 14th, the government decided to reduce the self-isolation period. Starting on Monday the 17th, individuals with coronavirus should be quarantined for eight days instead of 10 if they have mild or no symptoms, while people with acute symptoms should be isolated for at least 10 days instead of 12. After the isolation period, individuals should wear a mask everywhere they go for five days. According to the newly appointed Minister of Health, Zura Azarashvili, he said that it is possible that the quarantine period could be shortened from eight to five days. To legitimize this comment, he mentioned that the U.S. also had decided to reduce the isolation period 10 to five days. On Thursday the 19th, Swiss Federal Office of Public Health included Georgia in the list of countries whose COVID-19 certificates are recognized by Switzerland. 
visitors still have to present a negative COVID test upon arrival. On Monday the 17th, schools around the country resumed in-person learning after the winter holidays. According to the Ministry of Education, over 70% of school staff have been vaccinated. On the same day, Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili announced the government will subsidize electricity for about 1 million citizens, allegedly the most vulnerable members of the Georgian population. The subsidization program will last for the whole year. Beneficiaries will be chosen according to their social subsistence scores. On Friday the 14th, Georgia celebrated its National Flag Day. Various flag-raising ceremonies were held in government buildings of the country. As you may know, 1999, Georgia passed a bill to restore the red-on-white cross design of the flag. However, former President Edward Shevardnadze did not support the bill, on the 14th of January, 2004, the bill was adopted by the Natsebis at Misha's inauguration in the exact same ceremony. It was the first thing that he signed as president. On Tuesday, the 18th, Open Caucus's media published a data blog on Georgian people's feelings towards the West. The blog says that over the past year, the government has engaged in a series of disagreements with Western governments, while the people, on the other hand, want the opposite closer relationships with the West. According to the findings, in 2015, 49% of people said Georgia's closest political relations should be with the EU. Fast forward seven years, the portion has increased to 62%. Blog concludes that Georgians think that the country should have closer political and economic relations with the West, while fewer and fewer people think Georgia should strengthen its political and economic relations with Russia. Want to know more? Link in the show notes. Monday the 17th, after the government announced an increase in social workers' salaries, more than 300 social workers went on strike because they were not satisfied with the authorities' offer. Government proposed to raise the wages to 400 lottie, which is about 120 U.S. dollars. Senior social workers would receive 700 lottie, about 230 U.S. dollars. Social workers demanded a 100% wage increase, travel allowance, and health insurance. Another strike took place last week on Thursday the 19th. About 300 engineering technicians of telecom company Magticom went on strike demanding better wages. The employees gathered in front of Magticom's head office located on Politovskaya Street in Sabotalo. Celebrate the old new year and wrap up new year activities. On Friday the 14th, the grand annual concert was held at Data Anna Park. Tbilisi City Hall organized the concert every year with Georgian bands and singers. On the 19th of January, the Georgian Orthodox Church celebrated Epiphany, commemorating the baptism of Jesus Christ in the Jordan River. After the liturgy, which was held in Holy Trinity Cathedral, or Samepa, Karabashvili announced that Jordan had given Georgia a piece of land near Jesus' baptism site, where a Georgian cultural center will be built. This week, heavy snowfall hit some areas of the country. Semi-trailers and trailers are not allowed to operate in Gudaori and Kobe. Snow also hit Ajada in Kedah and Hulo municipalities. It is recommended to only drive with anti-skid chains. You know why so many Georgian youngsters leave their hometown? This week, Jam News has introduced a youth worker, Irakli Jikia, who lives in the village of Darcheli in Zubdidi. In the four-minute video, Dr. talks about why young people choose to leave the village. Link to the video in our show notes. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining. It's been only 20 days since 2022. We've already failed most of our many New Year's resolutions. You, any New Year's resolutions? How are they going? Let us know that. 
thoughts, ideas, email us at podcast at rorschach.com. Thank you.